Well, hey, friends, we're about to get this episode started. It's a good one, but I first wanted to let you know about something that I recently created. I know that what you want most from your spiritual life is a sense that God is near and that your experiences have meaning within His plan for your life. But sometimes we run into seasons when they just don't make sense, God doesn't make sense, and you wonder if He's even aware of how the hard circumstances are affecting you or your prayers are just kind of bouncing off the ceiling what you need in those times, the spiritually rocky stretches, is a plan for engaging God. Well, fortunately for us, the Bible is full of people who experienced the exact same frustration with God and whose faith survived the experience. How? Well, that's why I wrote What to Do When You're Mad at God, which you can get as a free download by going to halfwaytherepodcast.com slash mad. Just go there right now. You can put in your email address, and then it shows up in your inbox, and it's completely free. Plus, I will send you the latest content and our new material that we're working on. I've got a bunch of things I can't wait to share with you. But if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe at any time. So go now to halfwaytherepodcast.com to get your free download and a plan to help you move through your anger and back into worship, and uh, let me know what you think. So again, halfwaytherepodcast.com slash mad, and hey, let's get this show started. friends, welcome to Halfway There. This is the show where we have honest conversations with ordinary Christians about today's Christian experience. My name is Eric Nevins, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us, downloading this episode. Um, you're going to enjoy this conversation because my guests today, and yes, I said guests, we have two people. Uh, it's the first time we've done that. It's going to be fun. Are some really amazing people. They're living a life that... Uh, is it just sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear about it. But uh, they currently live full time in an RV traveling around the US. And uh, they want you to know they're not retired, they're in their 30s. And uh, they but they love doing the RV life. And uh, they're gonna tell us all about it. So my guests today are Dan and Lindsay McKenzie. Dan and Lindsay, welcome to Halfway There. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. We're so excited to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to hear all about this because that is an unusual uh, choice. I think maybe it's getting, you start to hear about people doing it, but what a cool thing to do. Is it, is it as cool as it looks? It is. I mean, <laughs> it's not, it's definitely not glamorous and there's always struggles on the road and things break and it's sometimes chaotic, but it has led us to some of the most beautiful parts of the country and you know, we're, we're full-time adventurers, so we really can't complain. It's, it's incredible. Wow. We're full-time adventurers. That's, that's great, man. That's <laughs> very cool. Okay. So, um, what, well, I guess that tells us a little bit about what you do now. Like what, what is it about the RV lifestyle that maybe people don't know about that you, that you share about it? Yeah. So, I mean, for us, we, we do a lot of sharing about just general RV lifestyle and all that stuff. But for our story, you know, what we really enjoy sharing is sort of how we got to RV lifestyle and sort of the transformation yeah. that just living this way a little bit more simply and more from a minimalistic perspective and how that sort of transformed our experience. And, and that's really the journey and the talking points we love to share. 
Um, and I think when we connect with other RVers specifically, you know, we find that a lot of people have similar experiences. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Lynn? Yeah, we, it's funny because we hit the road primarily for travel, right? We just, we wanted the adventure. We wanted um, to go as many places as we can go and stay as long as we want and bring our dogs along. And, and we had no idea what else was in store for us and what, what other benefits the road was going to bring us in terms of just the opportunities we've gotten, the personal growth, our relationship with God and each other. And the community that we've gotten involved in, and it's just, it's been way more than we bargained for, for sure. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Well, we're going to hear all about that, but I will first want to hear from each of you some of your own um, spiritual experiences and kind of how you've experienced God. And then it sounds like um, you guys mentioned, you know, the way you experience God even on the road. So. That will be interesting. Why don't we start, uh, Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your kind of, I don't know, where you grew up? Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I grew up in Colorado Springs, Colorado, okay. in a Christian home. My parents were, um, you know, really good about taking us to church, um, doing Sunday school and all of that. So, you know, God was always a part of our home growing up. You know, as we got older, though, I'm a youngest of three sons, you know, my, my brothers, and we all played sports. So as we got older, we became much busier doing athletics. You know, I played three sports. And so um, I think maybe just naturally, or maybe we say we were busy or whatnot, but we were traveling a lot for these sports. And so we kind of just stopped going to church as much. And that for me just sort of continued all the way through college. I, you know, I was having a good time. It wasn't that I was actively avoiding, you know, God or my, my walk or any of those things, but I think just I was out of practice. And it wasn't until um, I was about to end my college experience that I really started to feel in my heart that something was really missing for me. I just was, um, you know, I had, had all this great time and fun, but it just wasn't fulfilling. And, and I didn't know exactly what I needed. And, and God put Lindsay in my life right at that time. And, and she was much more, um, you know, she was much farther along with her walk and she was such a great resource for me. And she really brought me closer in my own personal journey. And so, um, you know, ever since then, we've kind of been to, I mean, we've been together now for 10 years and, you know, going to church and, um, you know, doing what we can. And it's just been a part of our story. So. Yeah. And life has definitely thrown us some curveballs in the last five or so years that um, I think have definitely deepened our faith in our own personal walk with the Lord, but also like as in, in our marriage and mm-hmm. in our future together. And Dan, you left this out, but he was actually oh, yeah. just recently yeah, baptized right. Right. Oh, wow. um, two years ago. And that was a really something he really wanted to do at the right time in the right place. And so that was just hugely powerful moment. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. What led to that? Why, why, why then? So um, it's kind of a one of those moments where you just feel convicted, I guess. You know, I, I didn't intend to get baptized that day. Um, it's something mm-hmm. that Lindsay and I had talked about. For whatever reason, my parents baptized my other brothers when they were babies, but they didn't me. So I'd actually never been baptized. And I knew it was something that I really wanted to do and express that, 
you know, part of my life, but I just, I just never, I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, in a lot of churches, you have to go to the bab, you know, the baptism course and, you know, maybe go through some steps to do it. And, and for some reason I just never done it. It just never felt right. But we were at this wonderful church in Raleigh that we really enjoy. And, um, they just said, Hey, you know, we're doing a baptism service today. Some of you already know you're getting baptized and others you don't. Um, wow. but if you want to be, just come on up. Like this, this is about expression. This is about your faith and your relationship. And I don't know, I just felt so moved and, and I just knew it was the right time. And so I just got up there and, you know, Lindsay was able to get a quick video of it to send my parents because I was sad that they weren't there. But um, I don't know. It was just a, it was just you know one of those moments where you're convicted and you can't really explain why you do something. It's yeah, it's just um, it was spontaneous. Yeah, it was. It was just and it was it was just powerful. You know, just uh, I, I was like shaking after. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just a, a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Lindsay, did you grow up in a Christian home too? I did. So I also grew up in Colorado Springs and I was raised primarily by my mom. It's a single parent home with four kids and she was just a rock star mom. And she just, she relied heavily on her faith and the church and, you know, to help, to help raise us really. And I was actually raised in a Lutheran church. And so I went through confirmation, So I just had a very strong foundation. Um, and then similar to Dan, as I went off to college, um, I think you just like get overwhelmed by the independence and discovering who you are and new experiences. And, um, and then I just realized how un- also unfulfilling it was and, Something was missing, very similar to Dan's story. And then I got really involved in my church in college and had a really good group of friends there and um, was teaching Sunday school and leading Bible studies and um, went on a missions trip. And that was was just really the turning point for me, really giving my life to Christ and just um, knowing, you know, that I had a future in Him. And I think that's such an important part of the college experience because when you finish college you have no idea what you're going to (laughs) do you know adulthood hits you and um and i think that's when you you can really rely on god for your future and um and then and then yeah dan and i met and i loved you know sharing that with him and helping him find that missing piece in his life and um it's a beautiful way for us to start our relationship too and just the more curveballs that life has thrown at us, the deeper our relationship with God is has gotten for sure and 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 challenging too, you know. It's it's really tested our faith and um so yeah. Yeah, well I I do want to hear about that. Is um so but between let's say between when you guys both return, it sounds like you kind of have similar stories where you just uh you if you kind of drifted away because you could right in college and then found that, Hey, you know, we really need the Lord and and came back. Uh Um, so is there, I'm curious about times when you learned, when you learned that God, anything about God, it could be that God loved you or or something about that, that really hit you during, let's say between that time and, and, uh, and you know, the, the kind of challenges that you've been facing 
in the last few years that you talk about. Is there a time that you learned something about God that, that turned out to be kind of instrumental in your life? Um, for me, so the very first verse that I just fell in love with was um, Psalm 37, 4. And it was, it's delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so when I first read that, I just, at this time, I was really praying for my future husband and those type of desires in my heart, like, you know, to be a wife and just my future. And now it's funny that that verse has completely changed for me to understand that God will give me the desires that I need. And now discovering, which we'll get into, that um, maybe being a mom is not in the cards for me. I, My biggest prayer in that time, going through infertility, was for God to change the desires of my heart. And I'm going to cry. Yeah. I knew I would cry. But that verse then became... I wanted, oh gosh, I didn't know I was going to get choked up now. I wanted the desires that God had for me. I didn't want my own desires, you know, and I knew that he had better plans for me than I had for myself. So that has been like instrumental in, in just the evolution, I guess, of my faith just in the past, like even five years. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it started out very selfish, you know, just, what I wanted for a future and what I thought was good for me and what I desired. And it turned into um, what God desires for me. So, okay. Yeah. Hopefully I got my tears uh, out of the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. I, I know that that's hard yeah. and, and I, I do want to hear more about that, but I think the arc of just seeing that verse kind of shape you over time um, and the way that you sort of dealt sat with it and, um, let God kind of refine you through it. That's, that's really fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's been huge. Wow. Okay. D- Dan, how about, break yeah. How about you? There was a time when, you know, I was, um, really interested in proving God existed. Right. I was really mm-hmm. interested in the analytics. So I'm, I'm very analytical by nature. I'm a consultant that does that type of stuff for a living. So, I was very interested in proving that. Um, and I got into reading some different books and, you know, my pastor had given me and watching some really interesting uh, videos and things like that. I wish I could remember all the names of it, but I kind of got to this point where I didn't get it proven to me. Right. And I think that that's really a really critical thing for, for me in my life was going from, well, I have to prove it before I can really commit to learning that through the, through the process of trying to prove it, I actually learned that I don't need to have it proven because you, you feel it. If that may, I, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, there's some great books out there and like Lee Strobel's the case for Christ and all these different books that, I mean, they do effectively prove or or make cases. Right. And I I don't know. It was, it was just a train. It was just a really weird turning point in my mind. And I wish I could be a little more clear about it. Um, and, and concise and eloquent, but it's just, I went from this pursuit of absolute knowledge to realizing that there is no absolute knowledge and that your relationship is the proof. And yeah. that's been really powerful for me because now I really feel like, like God is, God is me. He's in me, you know? And so 
when I'm having doubts or when I'm struggling or when I'm talking to my, you know, when I'm listening to my heart, it's like, that's God, you know, like, I don't need, I don't need you to drop a fireball from the sky. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just, that, that is God because he's in me. And that's, that's been a really sort of transformational revelation, I guess you would say for me over the, over the years. And, um, Sure. I don't know. I don't know if that even makes sense. Oh, but to- that's- yeah, it totally does. So one of the things I don't know if you guys noticed at the beginning here, I talk about honest conversations with ordinary Christians about today's Christian experience, right? So whereas um, the the truth or like something like apologetics, like you were talking about, is so important, and at a certain point, it's really useful to us, right, to to learn it in the journey. But I think the experience that you had, it sounds like, is you that was valuable to you, but then you kind of found that it was, it couldn't be everything because God can't be reduced to all those things. And so you had to relate mm-hmm. to him in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that experience just fascinates me. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I grew up thinking whether anybody ever said this or not, I don't know, but I grew up thinking that, you know, if you just got your theological ducks in a row, that you would be okay. Right. That, that you would be the one with the truth and then everybody else would be wrong. <laughs> and, and I don't know why I thought that. And I think sometimes that's the way we put it, but we, or we, what we imply with the way we, we talk about capital T truth. Um, but it, and I'm not sure that I don't think that's entirely the case. I think the experience that we have, there's something very tangible that we or intangible that we learn in having a relationship. And uh, that's what I hear from you, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, when when Dan and I first met, he was a little intimidated because I was, you know, I went on a mission trip and I was in Bible studies and that was like, that was a lot for him, you know, it's just discovering like his own walk with God. And I think he's realized that it's more just about your relationship, your personal relationship with God. And um, there's no rules, there's no guidelines you have to follow to walk with the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's been big for you as well. Yeah, but there are some guidelines. But well, <laughs> that I know there's no rules to like. I know pray there's no right way to do it. No right, yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah. The way I've come to think of that is, at different points in the journey, you need different things. You know, there's yes. yeah. You need different things if you're going out into the ocean in a kayak than you do if you go on a hike in a mountain. And at different sure, yeah, different places, you need different things. Anyway, interesting. Why? Thanks for sharing that. So, yeah, I'm curious about um, you. You started to to go into this a little bit about um, um, not not you said not being a mom that that's not going to be in the cards mm-hmm. for you. Tell us about. I'm guessing um, from kind of our exchange earlier that that's probably a place where God is. Um, uh, there's some there's some hurt there, and that God is kind of working to refine you. So, tell me a little bit about that. Five years after we got married. We decided it was time to settle down. We had done tons of traveling and adventuring, <laughs> which is a common trend with us. And um, so we bought a house that, you know, we had planned to raise our family in and um, started, you know, going down that path. And after two years of testing and, um, you know, no luck getting pregnant, we discovered that Dan has an actual medical condition and um, he's completely infertile. So it was a pretty clear, you know, a lot of people have infertility struggles and there's not always a clear diagnosis at the end, but we 
we we felt blessed that we had an actual diagnosis, a, a no, you know, it was a no. And we could at least move forward with that. So we um, found the silver lining in that, but it was also very obviously crushing. And, you know, being a mom was my greatest dream. And I was a teacher and I just loved children. And um, that was definitely a point in our lives that we, we joked that we felt like everything came to this screeching halt. And it was just like, what do we do now? You know, everything we were working towards. Um, and so we really had, you know, we went through all the emotions, all the the grief and the anger and the confusion. And, um, and then we immediately tried to solve it and use a donor and look into adoption. And we just, we felt like we needed a solution immediately. And all of those paths kind of also led to a dead end. Like it just, it wasn't working. Um, and you want to pick it up? From yeah. There? And so at this point, you know, we've run the gamut of emotions. We've been angry. We've been, yeah. you know, crying, hurt. We, you know, um, just going through it all. And, you know, we were, we, we had this, I, I don't want to call it an epiphany, but it was kind of like our turning point for, for growth, you know, and what happened eventually was we said, okay, okay, God, like, let's try your plan. You know, like, let's see what maybe you have out there for us because we tried to carve it ourselves. We said, this is our way. We're doing this. Like, this is going to happen. Um, and that wasn't the plan, right? That wasn't, you're telling us that that's not the plan. And so, like, let's let's follow. So we actually created this blog called Follow Your Detour. And the idea was, mm. this isn't a roadblock for us. This isn't the this isn't the end of our story, but there is a detour. We're, we're going to change directions. And we are, we just, we just came to this realization. And if we look at this opportunity as, as a blessing instead of as a curse, I guess you could say, um, we just started getting really excited and we started thinking about the opportunity. Of, well, what, what else could we do in the world? You know, maybe, maybe our plan is to, to do something bigger than we would have done if we would have just, you know, had a family and lived in suburbs for the rest of our lives, you know, and, and that's a great life, but that's maybe not what God's called us to do. And it's like, we weren't a hundred percent sure what we were supposed to do. Um, and, but both of us just had this story in our heart that we needed like a change of location that seemed like the thing to do. Yeah. Um, and so we, we moved, we packed up our life and moved to, we picked a spot on the map and we moved and that ended up being in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that's where I got baptized. And then that was the place that we decided that we still weren't sure what the plan was, but we still had this, like, this, like, stirring in our heart that we needed to, like, travel and, 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 and go see, like, we, you know, we were talking before the show, um, like, what God's doing in us right now. And we both just feel like he's stirring. He just keeps continuing to stir. And we just feel like if we just keep going in the route we're going, he's going to, like, the path is going to become clear. I don't know. Yeah. And so that's a, a very wordy explanation for where we're at. But, um, you know, it was just a really powerful lesson to realize that sometimes you just have to follow and trust like your heart and you aren't always going to be able to carve out the plan or the life or the job or the career or, you know, like the, the, that sometimes the plans that you have aren't the plans that God has and you have to be willing to listen to that. 
Yeah, and God definitely put the word detour. We we remember the exact moment that we were sitting on our couch. We were crying. We were just talking like, what are we going to do? And we both just had this overwhelming peace in just this word detour because it was just so powerful to us to know like the simple definition of a detour is an, you know, an alternative path um, other than what you've planned, but it's, we've discovered that it's just been way more beautiful of a path for us. And um, we, we know it's, it's actually God's path for us. So we just, in that moment, we knew we were going to embrace it. We we're going to go with it. And we, we just like, can't even believe where it's already led us in a year and, wow. and the, the peace we have. Yeah. Yeah. Before you came to this embrace of, following your detour, how were you relating to God in the middle of the brokenness and the, and the, and the pain? Well, I, I'll, I would say it was really hard at that time. Um, you know, there was another loss that we suffered right before that news about infertility. And that was Lindsay's brother um, passed away. And it was just like pretty bad year and a half, probably, mm. you know? Um, and so we were really, there was, you know, Lindsay, Lindsay will tell this story much better than me yeah, and I'll yeah. let her, but she, you know, when, 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 you know, we were kind of reduced at that point to the decision to either turn away because these two really bad things that happened to us in a short period of time. And, you know, it's really easy to feel sorry for yourself and turn away from God or, you know, be angry and all those things. And that was certainly an option and certainly something we battled with. And then, you know, fortunately, um, the the other alternative was to dive even deeper. You know, for and Lindsay can explain this to you, yeah. but she like she was telling me earlier, like at that time, the only thing that got her through it was like giving everything to God at that point. You know, and so um, I don't know. It's just it was a hard time, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there were definitely times where it was like. It just isn't fair. None of this is fair. <laughs> you know, like, why are we going through this? And why do some people take what we're losing for granted? And, you know, you mm. definitely have moments like that. And you question, like, what is God thinking? Why would he do this to us? And, um, but then you're also just really low and lost that it's, like, I know I had a strength and a peace that I couldn't explain where it was coming from other than God. And so I immediately knew, like, well, I know this isn't me. I'm, I'm not the strong, you know? Like, why why do I all of a sudden have peace that we have no idea what our future holds for us? And, and that was just, uh, that was just God in the moment for me. And so I, I felt like I had no choice. I was I couldn't do it on my own. I needed to fully lean on God. And so, um, I guess that kind of wraps it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's interesting. So, you know, I mean, that's obviously a dream. A lot of, a lot of people have to, to have a family and, um, it sounds like that all just kind of, kind of ended and it could have ended your faith as well. If you'd chosen to go mm -hmm. that direction. Mm -hmm. We just realized that it's all about perspective. You know, and like Dan was saying, we realized, well, gosh, like maybe, 
maybe there's so many other things that we could do because we don't have children. And you, you know, you just always have to know that God has something better for you. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it, it's just all in the way that you view it. And even with my brother losing my brother, I just, I know that he's the lucky one, you know, he gets to go to heaven early and he fulfilled his purpose. And, and I will spend the rest of my life trying to do what he did in 33 years. And it's, it's just all in how you look at things, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. How did you guys handle it relationally? Um, you know, we, we definitely came together. I think we both, we talked about it a lot. We both really took each other's feelings into account throughout the whole process. And, um, we made sure that, you know, we were being open and honest with each other about our feelings and any steps moving forward and every decision we made along the way. And, um, we just knew like we, we just needed to, to go through it together and it was going to be worse if we, you know, we're hiding certain feelings or not being honest with each other. So, yeah. And that was, you know, for me, you know, being the person that had the medical issue and knowing how important the family and her passion for children. I mean, like she mentioned, she was a teacher. She taught kindergarten. Like she just had such a heart for that. And, um, and you know, from the day I met Lindsay, I knew that that was like her greatest desire. So, I took on a lot of personal, like, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I, I felt, I felt really bad. I felt really insecure. Yeah. Um, and I, and you know, I, I didn't know like how things were going to play out. You know, I didn't, you know, and I, I mean, I, I told her like, if this is, you know, and it was, it was really, it's really hard, but I really meant it. Like, if this is a deal breaker for you, like I could understand that. And she never like wavered and she you know, she was so honest with me and, you know, she's just been, she's been amazing through the whole thing, you know, because I feel like I, I feel like I took something from her, you know, and it's, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of off topic, but no, it's totally, it's um, totally on topic. And Dan, I mean, I, this, like I'm, I'm over here, you know, I mean, we can't hear it, but I've got tears in my eyes because that is such a powerful expression of love might maybe one of the most powerful I've ever heard. Um, it's just, great. Everybody's crying and I hope our friends listening are crying too, but, um, the, uh, you know, you, it really is powerful. It really is like to, to just, and I've been thinking this this whole time we've been talking that I just hear you guys are into each other. <laughs> like you, you care about <laughs> each other and you, and you're really, you know, you're, um, you know each other and you're, you're, you're talking about each other in a way that is, I think, I think actually really unique and really special. No, oh, thank you. That's sweet of you to say. The day we got married, we just knew we were, we were going to be a team, you know? So everything we do, we think of it as a team and, you know, both people are important and both people's feelings matter, no matter, you know, what the other person thinks about it. And, um, and that's how we've always approached things. So, and that was one of the reasons that we actually tried for a short time to use a donor to get pregnant. And I hated it because it didn't feel like it was an even playing field. Like I didn't, 
I didn't want to do something without Dan and I couldn't get past that. I just, mm. I wanted it to be, you know, adoption makes more sense for us because it's together. It's equal for both of us. So. Yeah. Lindsay always said something too, that's made me um, really kind of shape my perspective on things. And, you know, she's, she said this over the years that, you know, if I'm so lucky, she always says this about me. She says, I'm so lucky to have found him. Like that, that's my blessing, you know, like mm. some people have kids, but they don't find that love. And some people, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of people out there that are searching for something else. And she, you know, very, very like, um, you know, she, she said that that's her blessing and she, she needs to take refuge in that blessing. And I think that's such a really good way to like approach faith and God, like, you know, God, God, you're not entitled to everything you want, you know? And but but if you give grace and you give credit and you give thanks for the blessings you do have, like I, I just I think that's the right mindset. And I always think when she says that, that's such a like very profound thing that she said. I don't know. I yeah. But. Yeah. That sounds profound. That's that's amazing. Wow. Very very cool. Thanks for letting us in on that and sharing some yeah. of those stories and uh, making us all cry. That's good. <laughs> um. Oh, All right, so you so you decided to embrace your detour, and you started this website, Follow Your Detour, and you moved. Then, so that how did you end up RVing? Like, how did that come about? So we were taking a lot of road trips in Raleigh. We, um, I was teaching kindergarten at the time, and I just past couple the past two years of teaching, I was um, really questioning if that was also what God had for me and you know something felt missing even though that was a big dream of mine for a while I was just like I was just evolving so much as a person that I you know and with with our news and I was just kind of ready to spread my wings as cheesy as that sounds and I felt like teaching was something holding me back and so we're in Raleigh and I was unhappy teaching and we were taking road trips um, because we just hadn't seen a lot of the east coast before and um, and then there was just one particular road trip where I looked at Dan and I just said, I don't want to go back. I want, I want this to be our life. I want us to always be exploring and going new places. And I just felt, I felt closer to him. I felt closer to God. I felt more like myself, like I was living when we were on these road trips. And so, and he was already working a remote job and could work from anywhere as long as he had internet. So um, we started brainstorming ways of making full-time travel a possibility. And we first thought, well, maybe we could jump from Airbnb to Airbnb or even hotels, but we have two dogs and we didn't want to live out of a suitcase. So this idea of having a home on wheels just couldn't have been more perfect. And so we just kind of went for it. And like six weeks later, Whoa. I had quit my job and we were on on the road and all of our stuff was either sold or in a small storage unit and we haven't looked back. When was that? That was about 14 months ago. So it's April, 2017. Wow. That's cool. So yeah. Dan, what's the like, coolest thing about working remotely and, and working wherever you want? For me, there's, I mean, there's so many things. Um, I, you know, I, I love 
silly as it sounds, I love that I don't have to like get up and get dressed. I just, you know, kind of roll out of bed and get on the computer and start working. Um, but I, I love it because it's, you know, working in addition to working remotely, but even just living in this sense, like I love that my time is very intentional. Like I, I don't feel like I waste time during my commute. I don't feel like I waste time when I get home from work trying to do all the prep to go into the next day of work. You know, it's, I feel like my time is intentional and allows me to sort of enjoy work more, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. enjoy like the times that I'm not working more. Just for me, it's been, uh, having a remote position has allowed me to achieve a a better balance than I had before, I think. Mm -hmm. Very cool. It's allowed us to be together more and have more quality time together. And, you know, when we were living in our house in Parker, we were working all day, coming home, cooking dinner, you know, preparing lunch for the next day. And we would get maybe an hour together. And then our weekends would be, you know, running errands. And so we didn't get quality time then either. And so our lives just, we... We've cleared out a lot of the clutter. We always say, like, we we own less and we just have more time and more freedom to to do more of what we love together. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so I'm going to need you guys to talk to my wife because this was my <laughs> plan. <laughs> We're all for it. Yeah. We're good salespeople on our right. life. Maybe she'll listen. She'll <laughs> listen to this episode. But, uh, yeah, actually, it's interesting. So I... um. I think I told you guys that I, I recently quit my job. There's a whole podcast episode about it back there in the feed somewhere you guys can go listen to, but um, that mm-hmm. was my plan. That was, th- my plan number one was to RV, like, let's just load it. But we have four kids. So she, my mm-hmm. wife was like, that's not, no, let's don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's different. Uh, yeah. But people do it all the time, but um, yeah, you know, or to do something. Cause I, I just love the idea of the, the, adventure and and you guys i mean you started off saying that we're full-time adventurers that's totally cool um Mm -hmm. how how have you found like what what are the spiritual impacts because if you're on the road a lot you're you're maybe not connected with a body as much does it is that you is that hard or is that what what kind of effect does that have well nowadays it's such a blessing that churches stream live and we can watch um on our computers so and and it's been really cool to go to different churches across the country too, and just see how different churches work. And one one time we were at Cowboy Church in Texas, out on this ranch, and it was just mm-hmm. it's just so awesome to see how all across the country people are worshiping yeah. our God in different ways and different communities coming together. It's probably deepened. And I think, um, you know, the streaming thing has been been big. It, Lindsay actually engaged in like a virtual Bible study too, so she has this group where they meet, and um, that's really cool too. Like the internet is a crazy thing that you can use. Um, um, it's pretty incredible. But honestly, like yeah, we definitely miss having that home church, especially after we had found one we just loved so much in Raleigh. Um, but. Well, one of the things, and I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but in the RV community, it's, it's easy to have these conversations that go beyond even conversations you might have with your neighbors. You know, like mm, last yeah. night we sat with our friends who we've met on the road and who we would have never met otherwise, you know, and we just had really deep, real life conversations where you share your heart and 
um, you know, we've had that happen a lot. We've, we've really had that experience and they're not always necessarily like spiritual or, you know, talking about this or that, but Lindsay and I really believe like if you share your heart and you share like love to people, like that's an expression of Jesus, you know? And so like getting the opportunity to meet someone in their home or in our home and have really personal time. I, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. it's been, it's, it's delivered a benefit that I think kind of, I'm not going to say it takes the place of the church, but we've had so many of these conversations that we feel like a good, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just sharing our heart with other travelers and just spreading love. And, you know, there's always a time that someone's on the side of the road or someone needs help with their RV at a, at a campground, or there's always ways that you can serve others. And there's been opportunities for us to volunteer and, parks and different places so um we've we've definitely found a way to continue to grow our faith and have fellowship on the road yeah interesting so fascinating sounds like your freedom has kind of also freed you up to be involved with other people in a way that you maybe wouldn't if you had a house in the suburbs yeah absolutely yeah where everybody drives you more open right right instead of driving in your garage and closing the door right you're open to to talking to people yeah exactly Exactly. I love that. Wow. you get, That's really cool. I, I think that's just amazing. What, um, I also noticed that you guys have some, some products on your, on your website. Tell me about how you started developing those. Sure. So, um, you know, part of being able to do this journey, we had to get our financial situation in order, you know, and what we noticed when we were going through, the process of infertility and just, you know, I think doing a lot of what normal American people do when they get a house or, you know, and that was, we were just over consuming. We were spending a lot and we were, um, I don't know, we just kind of got ourselves into a little bit of a bad situation with student loans and all, and all these different things. Um, and we actually signed up for a course that, you know, the Dave Ramsey financial piece at our church, Sure. And that sort of like changed our whole life, you know, and we really became relentless budgeters and um, a lot of, and and so basically what that's led to is, you know, we took his, his system and we tailored it to modify, we modified it to really fit our lifestyle and what we believe and how we go about doing it. And so um, one of the questions we get asked all the time, all the time, because people think we're like wealthy just because we travel full time. Mm -hmm. So we felt like there was a great need to help people who, to help people understand that it's not necessarily about having more money. If you want to live a lifestyle like this, it's about managing that and making smart decisions and living within your means and all of those different financial principles. And so we kind of put together our budgeting program that just goes through exactly how we budget, um, how that's impacted our lives and why we budget and all those things. And yeah, we put that into a little online course, um, and we have that for sale on our website. Very cool. Yeah. We so, also have our, our free RVing course as well because we've just loved help. We we love helping show other people that this lifestyle is so attainable and achievable, and whether it's money or jobs or. And we just we get questions all the time, and so we've kind of continued to write out the answers to those questions and write content on our website to just. Help people who are considering hitting the road and just to know it's achievable and uh, make it seem a little less scary because I know it's, 
it's definitely a different lifestyle that there's not a lot of resources out there yet. So we were just hoping to be be a resource and be an inspiration to people. And yeah, I think that's cool. So you guys took, you know, a, a, I guess it, for lack of a better word, a detour that you that you didn't expect, but you've turned it into something that you can really help and serve other people. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah, very, very cool. Wow. Okay. So I'm totally inspired. Um, and I'm probably gonna have to take a road trip here soon. But um yeah. is there is there anything else that you wanna leave us with before before we go? Well, we're in the Canadian Rockies right now. So if you are gonna take a road trip, um <laughs> highly encourage you to make the drive to Canada because the scenery up here is out of the out of this world it's unbelievable so i don't know if that's what you're looking for but <laughs> that's perfect for you. <laughs> no and just you know i hope that our story can help inspire someone out there that um it's never too late to take a detour in life and detours come in different shapes and sizes and sometimes they're unexpected news like we got or sometimes it's just a matter of saying you know i'm not happy in life and i want to I want to explore a different path and see where God leads me and just have the, the courage to, to take risks in life and and follow, you know, your calling and yeah. Yeah. Amen. I couldn't have said it better. Friends, you can find uh, their website at followyourdetour.com and um, the products that we talked about are there. They've got resources that RVing information and travel destinations if you want to check those out. So please do that. And also follow Dan and Lindsay on Instagram at follow your detour. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes, halfway there podcast.com. You can just get all of it there, but you guys go some cool places and your Instagram is beautiful. So, oh, thank you. We, we try and show the we try and show the glamorous side of the RV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing a good it's job. Not <laughs> <laughs> Good job. All right. So we're going to need to see some like, you know, scary, scary early morning pictures That's or something nice. on there. Yeah. People don't like when we take pictures of the sewer tanks. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. All right. So we, so we stick to the mountain lake. Very good. Friends, uh, beautiful pictures on Instagram. I'll link it up so you guys can find it. Hey, Dan and Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. I really, it's been a real pleasure to get to know you here. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having so us. Thanks for letting us just share our hearts and cry and laugh, and it was great. That's awesome.